Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Man, I pray that you are having a fantastic day. I pray that you are growing every day in Christ, that your faith is growing, that you are being strengthened in purpose and resolve in your commitment to follow Christ. I pray that you are digging into the word. You are allowing the Lord to speak to you through his Holy Spirit to guide you in the understanding of his word. I pray that you are becoming that transformational person that God has for you to be. You know, these uh, yesterday we began looking at being a living stone. And what it does it mean to be a living stone? So let's just jump right in here on today's message. And today's message is entitled peace and celebration equal rejoicing so praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus christ <laughs> can i get a hallelujah in his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And that's in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. Man, man, there was a man, huh? There was a man who had his focus set on the Lord. Amazing, man. He didn't set his focus on the world. He didn't set his focus on governments, on his employer. He didn't set his focus on what kind of car he needs to get a hold of. Well, they didn't really have cars, but if they did, his focus wasn't set on cars. His focus was set on the Lord. The second step in being a living stone is learning to rejoice through tribulations and sufferings. Yesterday, we learned that the first step in being a living stone was to know our identity is in Christ alone and in nothing or anybody else. Today, we will come to see that it is also to learn to rejoice through tribulations and sufferings. Life is full of hardships. Even the wisest and most prudent, most well-off person, uh, there will be hardships and troubles of some form for them. If you're like most of us, our hardships come uh, far more often than we would like. 
We would like to think that those with, uh, that count their wealth in hundreds of millions and, and even now today hundreds of billions of dollars who live like kings and princes, that they have no hardships or worries. I can't, I can't speak on their behalf in the context of ever having experienced that exorbitant wealth. But I know without a doubt that they too have hardships and struggles in their life. Even the wisest and most prudent, most well-off person, there will be hardships and troubles of some form. And yet if you are like most of us, <laughs> hardships come far more often than we would like. For most people, the majority of their hardships, their struggles and tribulations come not from following Christ. Yes, I'm speaking to believers, and most of our tribulations, struggles, and hardships come not from following Christ, but from not finding their sufficiency in Christ. These are the struggles and tribulations of the immature in Christ. We wrestle against our own desires, our own wants, and our own perceived needs. We search scripture and biblical teachings, clinging to anything that will justify our wants and our desires. We search for any passage of scripture or teaching which can be molded into a promise from God to satisfy our immature heart, and we learn to defend our immature understanding of scripture. But as we grow mature, in maturity, as we grow and we mature, we begin to discover that we do not need the things of the world as much. We begin to see them for the burdens that they, they can be and usually are. We even, we even know that although they bring comfort and ease, they're just things of the world. I mean, who would rather, uh, who would, who would not rather travel a long distance in a nice car or aboard a train or even aboard an airplane? Even traveling in an airplane, uh, when I travel, I'm, I'm usually in. I call it the cargo class because I search out the the least expensive seat to travel the longest distance. And myself being six foot plus. And you know, 100 pounds, I'm a pretty big feller in a cramped, tiny space. And as I walk past first class and business class seats, I, I look at them and I think, boy, wouldn't it be nice to have those seats roomy and able to sleep, much better treatment for that fleeting moment. I think of that as I walk past. Who would not rather travel in the lap of luxury or the lack of ease? It would be much easier and much more productive than walking. 
So isn't it nice to come home uh, to your own home and have it paid for and sleep on uh, uh, and sleep in your comfortable bed instead of on the ground or on the side of the road? Yet this is not really what we're talking about here, is it? Because the mature believer has set their eyes, their heart, their soul on the purposes of God, and they aspire to be completely sold out to the cause of Christ. In, in this passion, in Christ's passion, they are continually less troubled by what mode of travel or, or the level of comfort or the place that they lay their head. They take it in stride and for what it is. And it is these trials and tribulations, the struggles born out of this uh, aspiration to, to completely sell out and follow Christ, it is uh, um, those struggles born in this pursuance of God that the author is speaking about. No matter whether our struggle and tribulation is bo- born out of immaturity or maturity or somewhere in between, learning to rejoice through it is the second step in becoming a living stone. So you say, Mickey, how do I accomplish this? And this is the question, isn't it? This is why we begun today's teaching Rejoicing comes from two things. It comes from peace and celebration. Our peace comes from us knowing that whatever comes, God is fully capable and willing to deal with it. He will, through his Holy Spirit that dwells in each believer, guide us on how to respond to the situation, or he himself will intervene and miraculously deliver us from it. Peace comes from the resting knowledge that no matter what, God has got you covered. When we walk in this resting knowledge, we are free to celebrate. We're not celebrating our freedom and peace. We are celebrating the God who gives us this freedom and peace. Celebration is not just being warm and fuzzy on the outside. We're not talking about celebration as a noun, but celebrate as an intransitive verb to to engage in joyful activity, to engage in joyful activity, in appreciation of an event, in this case, the the freedom and peace that God has provided us, the God who provides that freedom and peace, more simply put, to outwardly express our love for God, or in one word, to worship when we walk in peace and celebration, and then we live in the, in the rejoicing lifestyle. The words of our lips are the spillover of rejoicing in God. Our eyes are lit with the fire of rejoicing found in our heart and our soul. Our steps are courageous and bold, and not because we are so, but because we are at peace and filled with godly celebration and rejoicing. Our focus is not on the the trials and the tribulations, those struggles given to us in this life, but instead we are focused on the God who delivers. The living stone is not desperately looking for God's deliverance in tribulations, but already knows that it is coming and walks in that foreknowledge that it is coming because of this The living stone of Christ is filled with a wondrous peace and joy. 
the living stone exudes that holy peace and joy, bringing calm and surety to any who walk in them. The living stone knows and can rest in that foreknowledge that God has got it under control and they can rejoice in that God who has it under control. Think about it. Be blessed and be the blessing. Hallelujah.